Happy 2024, you crazy basketball people. I hope everyone's holidays were spent well and with loved ones. Hope you all stayed out of the cold. Hope, you end up, hope you've been able to find someplace warm. As always, I'm your host, Connor. This is the Concept Podcast. Again, welcome to the new year, everybody. Uh, like many of you, uh, my resolution has been kind of down in the dumps for the last week. But nevertheless, I'm excited to get back into podcasting. This episode today is going to be kind of a quick one, uh, given I need to develop some content for you guys for the next few months or so. But that being said, we've got a pretty good topic for you guys today. Given that it's the new year, given that we're approaching the deadline, roughly, I figured we need to name our NBA award winners so far. And trust me, there's a few of them. But before we could do that, as always, cue the intro music. God, it's good to be back, everybody. It really is. Um, I did a lot of traveling for the holidays, amazingly. Um, they didn't start out too great. Uh, I ended up actually catching COVID the first few days of the break, so that was a little unfortunate. But fortunately, I was able to spend Christmas time with my family, like I hope all of you were able to do. Um, yeah, it felt really good to come home, uh, go to D.C. for a little bit, and then... Um, Actually, spend the next few days uh, avoiding the warm, uh, avoiding the cold weather altogether. Actually, went to South Beach for a little bit. Uh, I know what you all may be thinking. I did try my best to find a Miami Heat game to go to, uh, but unfortunately, that was the perfect time for them to uh, go on a long road trip. So that was a no go. But nevertheless, had uh, had a ton of fun. But I'm not going to waste all your guys' time with this. Um, again, like I said in the intro, this is the new year, and with that like a lot of NBA media is doing. They're kind of, you know, keeping track of the MVP ladder amongst all other award ladders so far in the NBA. So I figured what I want to do now is give my take on who I think the winners are if the season were to end today, uh, as well as kind of open it up for some nominees for some of them. Um, Most of them will only have one winner picked for now, but let's just say there's a twist to what I'm about to say uh, when it comes to these award winners. So Let's start off with the biggest one, and that is the MVP. Who is the concept picking to win the most valuable player this season? I am picking Joel Embiid. Some of you may be throwing something or being very mad at me, but hear me out. Don't get me wrong. Last year, the decision to name Embiid MVP uh, sparked quite a large debate in the media. Especially given that Nikola Jokic, who was going to win his third MVP in a row, uh, went on to not only progress further than him, but win a title. You could even argue that Jokic had a better stat line than Embiid last year, despite him winning the scoring title. This season, however, I think the gap has widened between the two. We're in a new season. The 76ers big man who has averaged most points per game last year at over 33, is doing the exact same thing, but stepping up even more. He's averaging almost 35 a game, which is actually pretty ridiculous no matter how you slice it. Say what you want about him shooting a lot of free throws during the game. Um, I know there were some games where I questioned it, but I think most of the games are just because he just can't be guarded. Um, And I think for that reason, you know, Philly's sitting so high in the East right now and could have a genuine shot at the title. We will see. But for now, I'm picking Embiid to go back-to-back. 
Next up would be Defensive Player of the Year. This one was kind of tough. Um, I, I, th I thought about naming Bam Adebayo as one. Uh, you know, Giannis is always up for there for a candidate. I would even go as far as naming Victor Wimpenyama as one, given that he's now averaging over three blocks a game, which is ridiculous for a rookie. But I'm not going to pick any one of those. Instead, I am actually going to return to Old Faithful and go with Rudy Gobert as my Defensive Player of the Year winner. Apologies go out to the Minnesota Timberwolves on behalf of the NBA media. Prior to the season's kickoff, few, including me, thought that they would be where they are now. They are a top three seed in the West right now. I think there are many reasons right now why the Timberwolves have flourished. You could argue that Cat's back in form. You can argue Mike Conley is being a steal right now. Or you can go with the simple answer, which is Anthony Edwards going off. I wouldn't argue against any of those. However, I think the real reason why they're up there is because of Rudy Gobert's return to the Defensive Player of the Year form. He's already won three. I think he could win his first. And again, if you asked me last season if the Timberwolves would be this good and if Rudy Gobert would somehow start to figure it out with Carl Anthony Towns, my answer would be, hell no, what are you talking about? But if you were one of those people who actually believed in the Timberwolves before the start of the season like genuine belief, I'm applauding you. Nothing else I can say to that. I think Rudy Gobert is clear to set his eyes on a fourth defensive player of the year right now. Let's take a break, actually, right now. Not an audio break, but to take a break from actual awards and allow me to start a petition for a new award. Why bother, you ask? Well, given the NBA has introduced Clutch Player of the Year last season and has introduced the in-season tournament this year, it doesn't seem impossible. So, the potential new award, what is it? Allow me to call it Role Player of the Year. As dumb as that might sound to some of you, in fact, a few of you are probably thinking, but Connor, there's already Most Improved Player. What on earth are you talking about? Trust me when I say role player of the year will be different. Its intent is to shed light on a player that may make the all-star team or be up for most improved player, but whose rise has done wonders for their respective teams this year. So the only criteria that would be for this award would be that this player cannot have been an all-star or could not have been an all-star that season. Make that argument. But what's going to be different about this award that I'm going to imaginarily announce, if that's not a word, excuse me, it's Friday, I'm tired. I'm going to pick four nominees for this one. So, so far, the frontrunner for the imaginary award of Role Player of the Year, I mean, it's got to be Derek White, Boston Celtics. Usually, when a team signs more all-star talent to make their team better, it's, you know, the role players that have their stats dropped, you know, it's them that have to sacrifice. Derek White, however, has absolutely broken the code. Instead of dropping, I, I can't really talk because, honestly, I'm amazed by how well he's done this season. He's found another gear this year when the Celtics even acquired Drew Holiday and Chris Osporzingis. So, he should be having a worse year than he is. So far, he's averaging a career high in points with 17 Career high in rebounds with 3.9, efficiency 49.4%, and more crucially, three point percentage at 42.2%. And 
And if all that were not enough to convince you, he's averaging over a block and over a steal a game, and he's a guard. You could make the case, as I am, that White is up for an all-star selection and or an all-defensive selection. And I know him making an all-star selection would completely negate the idea that he would win role player of the year. But if he doesn't get picked for all-star, which I think he should, clear frontrunner. Number two would have to be Jalen Suggs of the Orlando Magic. Jalen Suggs has proven this season that patience is a virtue when developing young talent. Suggs' first couple of seasons, if I have to be honest, were spotty at best. Uh, He wasn't really a good shooter. He played too fast. He rushed shots. He just, all in all, didn't really seem like the player he was advertised to be. But the Orlando Magic are sitting at 19-15 and as we speak. Suggs' defensive awareness, like Derek White, and much improved efficiency, also like Derek White, are what Orlando's going to look forward to as their young team continues to develop. Keep in mind, there is no all-star on that team right now. That could change. Maybe Bancaro gets voted. But I would say a huge reason for their success has to be Jalen Suggs. So hats off to you. I regret writing you off. Number three would have to be Kobe White in No, he is not related to Derek White in any way, shape, or form. Kobe White of the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls in the past few seasons, and I've talked about them so many times, they have found good news very hard to come by. Kobe White's rise, however, could give them something to cheer about. Kobe White, who's now in year five with the Chicago Bulls, is averaging career highs in points per game at 17.8 and a personal best 39.3% from beyond the arc. He has been doing much better than that to the start of the year, but he has kind of dropped off a little since. But I'm not writing him off yet. If the Bulls do plan to rebuild, bottom line is Kobe White has to be a centerpiece. I think he needs to be the untouchable player right now. I think you can trade Caruso, you could trade Levine, you can trade DeRozan, and you can even trade Vucevic. Do not trade Kobe White by any circumstance. And last but certainly not least is Jalen Williams, Oklahoma City Thunder forward. I'm picking him as the fourth nominee for role player of the year. Guys, the Oklahoma City Thunder, damn, they're a fun team to watch. Seriously, they are one of the top teams in the Western Conference and they're the second youngest team in the league. They also have so many players shooting well from beyond the arc. I will reveal that side a little later because it relates to an award that I'm going to give out. The Thunder are fun to watch, and Jalen Williams is no exception. Williams last year was picked 12th in the draft. He was praised for his efficiency, shooting well over 50% from the field and shooting 38% from three. He's efficient. He's resilient. Bottom line is, Jalen Williams is one of those players who really has not fixed what it wasn't broke. 18 points a night, 52.8% from the field, and to top it all off, 43.5% from three. That is ridiculous, and it seems like a rather good case to nominate him. I would certainly think so. Before we get back to the real awards here, let's take a quick audio break and resume the action. Amazingly, even as a Wizards fan, I need to stick with the Oklahoma City Thunder here. It's going to be a very Thunder-packed episode, everybody, so if you don't like the Thunder, I would suggest tuning away. Back to the real awards. 
starting with Rookie of the Year, and I'm going to go at Chet Holmgren here. You UMB fans are going to kill me for it, but deal with it. The world anticipated the debut of Victor Wembanyama. I most certainly did. But what they forgot to anticipate was the debut of Chet Holmgren. Holmgren, if you need a reminder, missed all of last season after he was drafted second by the Thunder. He broke his foot in an invitational event guarding LeBron James. We'll not go too far into that. But with a bit of a weight gain and a beard, which makes him look exactly like the 16th president of the United States, <laughs> Abe Lincoln, go read a history book. Holmgren has made his long-awaited debut for the Thunder this year and has absolutely not disappointed. I mean, it's rare to find someone on the Oklahoma City Thunder who has disappointed. There is one, but I won't mention his name. While Wemby will tally more points, blocks, and rebounds for the time being, it's Holmgren's efficiency and consistency and, frankly, record that is going to put him clear, at least for now, barring any sudden injury. Now, this one, these next two, I think, were the most tricky for me to figure out because for these next two, you can make a case for other nominees, and I wouldn't argue with you. Let's start with most improved player. Most improved player, I'm not going to lie, has been kind of losing touch. I think most improved player really needs to go out to a player who wasn't that good before but suddenly was, not just players who we knew were good and then had a slight increase in their stats. I'm looking at John Morant in 2022. Frankly, I think that award winning was some horse shit, and I think they need to take it back. I think that should have belonged to Darius Garland, but I won't, you know, I won't focus too deeply on that. Most improved player of this season, I'm going to go with Scotty Barnes, and it was a really close race, because if you were going to say Tyrese Maxey, I won't argue with you, but back to my point about the most improved player award. I think because Harden left, I knew Tyrese Maxey was going to have his foot on the gas and that his light would be green. And his light has been green. He's averaged almost 26 a game this year so far. He's been excellent. Scotty Barnes is the reason... Scotty Barnes, I'm picking to win this award for a very good reason, is because he won Rookie of the Year in 2022. We expected him to do better next season. So, hypothetically, he should have been out of contention to win the award last year. But I think he actually had a worse season last year. He averaged the exact same amount of points, almost the exact same amount of rebounds. I think he had just more assists was the only different number. Just overall, a quite disappointing sophomore season. We expected a lot more. He must have been listening to the media because this third season he has taken a leap. He's averaging almost 21 a game, averaging almost 10 points a game. He's got over a steal and over a block game. His efficiency has improved on all accounts. The Raptors may not be doing too, too well, but we will see how they turn up, given that they just traded for Emmanuel quickly and R.J. Barrett, who I think is going to go off, by the way. Scotty Barnes is my pick right now because, frankly, I like Jalen Suggs, I wrote him off, and I'm realizing a pattern here. I really need to stop writing off people who were drafted in 2021 because it's not doing so well for me. So we will see if Scotty Barnes is up for an all-star selection. I personally think he is, but... This is the all-star game. Some some really good players are really bound to get snubbed this year. Moving on to the second hardest award to give out would have to be sixth man of the year. Now, I've mentioned on my podcast before in an NBA recap a few weeks ago that sixth man of the year, I think it was clear that Cole Anthony, the Orlando Magic, had a huge gap. 
I don't think that's the case anymore because I think I'm going to give it to Malik Monk of the Sacramento Kings. But if you tell me that you should vote for Cole Anthony instead, I'm not going to put you in the ground for it. I think Cole Anthony is an excellent six-man. But given Monk's latest fewest games, apologies, guys. I haven't really done this in a long time. And I haven't done this in a long time, uh, so bear with me. I'm also super tired. It's Friday, and I haven't been feeling the greatest. But back to six-man of the year. Malik Monk, it's a hard one to choose. It, it's super difficult. If you were to put Cole Anthony in front of him, I wouldn't argue against you. But I think Monk's efficiency, 42% from three, and his career high in passing numbers, I'm, I, they can't be ignored, especially given that they're in a solid playoff spot as we speak. So Monk, for that reason, will be a key piece for the Kings, who have to hope to make consecutive playoff appearances for the first time in nearly two decades. We will see if that happens, but Monk's going to be a big piece. And I think if he's going to get paid, he deserves it. Next up would have to be Coach of the Year, and yes, as I mentioned, this is a Thunder-dominated episode, and it's going to continue to stay that way, because I'm picking Mark Dagnall, head coach of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Orlando's head coach, Jamal Mosley, certainly deserves his flowers for this one, but when you have the second youngest team in the league who have beaten the league's best teams on a consistent basis and are nearing the top of the Western Conference, it's hard to argue against Mark Dagnall. The Thunder have already more wins in 33 games this season than they did the entire 2020-2021 season and have 10, yes, 10 players shooting over 40% from the three-point range on their roster. Point blank, this roster is stacked, guys. Do you agree with these voting so far? And yes, I know I'm missing clutch player of the year for now. I have to put non-applicable right now because I, I haven't really been able to watch too, too many NBA games this season, if I have to be brutally honest. I know that sounds bad for somebody who has a basketball podcast, but sometimes games are hard to reach. Sometimes work gets in the way. Sometimes life gets in the way. And more recently, sometimes sickness gets in the way. So I would love to be able to name someone right now, but I don't want to get this wrong because I haven't watched enough games. So please excuse me on that. I don't have a winner for that. So... Overall, those are my award winners this year. If you guys disagree with any of them, by all means, please let me know on my social media. My Instagram is the Concept Podcast, so it's just the word concept with another N. On Twitter or X, it's just the concept. On TikTok, it's the same username. But if you guys really enjoyed this, please do me the favor of hitting that share button, hit that follow button, share it with other people, with your friends, your family, other basketball lovers. We are going to develop this podcast more and more and more as the season and the year, in fact, goes on. If you guys are following my YouTube also, it's the same name as my podcast. Just you guys wait. I have taken some big steps to get the podcast to a much higher quality than last year. I cannot wait to start making videos again. I hope you guys are excited. I hope you guys are subscribed. We're almost at 200 subscribers, which I cannot thank you guys enough for that. But until then... This has been the latest episode of the Concept Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Connor. I will see you guys sometime next week. Cheers. Happy New Year.